Welcome to Was It Good, the podcast that reviews movies and TV shows. Today, we are talking about the controversial Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. I'm Ravi, as always, joined by my two brothers, Krishna and Arjuna. Look at that sweet intro. It was only <laughs> 0.5 seconds of dead air. It was nice. And I say controversial for Obi-Wan Kenobi because people just like... You know, fans of Episode Eight and other great, interesting Disney Star Wars properties are very kind of on one side or the other and very, very extreme when it comes to opinions on this content. Now, usually we ask the question, was it good at the end? But I think because this is such a controversial topic in terms of was Obi-Wan Kenobi good, the question is going to be split into two parts. Was Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode six, the finale for this first season, good. And was Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, good? We're going to ask the question first. Uh, Krishna, was Obi-Wan Kenobi, episode six, good? Just that episode. Just the episode, yeah. I'm going to say yes, it was good. Get the fuck out. Uh, Because in my opinion, it was the best episode of the series. Um. (laughs) <laughs> that fight between Vader and Obi-Wan. Right. I f- that was emotion. And I thought they actually did that really well. Um, I thought the line when Anakin says, uh, you didn't kill Anakin, I did. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you go back and you look at the lighting, uh, it's blue on his face while he says that, which is almost, you can interpret that as like, his the last gift he's trying to give Obi-Wan as Anakin. Like he's trying to let him off the hook. I just thought there are a lot of really interesting details in the episode, which I really enjoyed. Was it perfect? No. Was the show perfect? No. Are there problems? Absolutely. But the episode I thought was the strongest of the season, and that's exactly what you want in any season of anything. So it's a very uh, uh PC answer. I love it. PC? Oh, well, well, we'll get into all that. I'm sure we'll get un-PC very soon. Pretty uh, cool answer. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool. cool answer. Uh, Arjuna, was the season finale or the finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi good? That is the question. Is it, is it a season finale? Is it a series finale? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't so know. Just, just, leave it at, just leave it at finale. <laughs> So that's an interesting question. There's kind of two ways to uh, look at is Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, the series done or is it going to be another finale or excuse me, another season? Um, is Reva going to be in it? And a lot of people look at the character of Reva and the fact that she is still alive at the end of this episode as a clear indication that, yes, there will be a season two. So, I don't know. Take that for whatever it's worth. I mean, or a spinoff. Or a spinoff. I don't. I mean, her I name's not Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know though if that character and and I don't. I, I'm not gonna get into this because it is my whole point. My, one of my big uh, arguments for this whole show. But yeah, go ahead. You know, answer that question. Yeah, you know, this is. I I kind of hope you ask this question again at the end of the episode because this is like, in particular with the finale with this final episode. I think my answer could change within the context of this conversation because it is. It is so borderline for me. There are oh God, yeah. some of my favorite moments of the entire series and in a lot of Star Wars in this show, and there are some of mind 
boggling head scratching moments within this finale and this episode that are like <laughs> why why what who huh whom whom whomst whomst uh i gotta go with my gut uh, go. where i'm at at this point Let's hear it i have to say no oh right god, now. I oh ha- god. i'm gonna say no and i've I, honestly it's like I, i'll go back and forth probably yeah. by the minute and the hour and the day uh, since I saw it. Um, and I think right now I'm at a no. Just wow. for, I think some of the detractions were too great for me and took away from, I think, what have, should have been a special episode and a special moment. Uh, Ravi, thank you for your time. And <laughs> Honestly, this is the one podcast where if you were somewhat serious, I'd be like, I'm okay. We're just walking out. <laughs> Honestly, because, wow. because, because like before, you know, I give my answer. You know, if if episode six was good or not, the the, the thing with it is, it's so like to your point, it's so right on the line of good. It was a good episode. Or it was a bad episode, and depending on who you're talking to and how it is framed, it can definitely go either way. I will say this: in this is our two hundred and twenty first episode. Right? Was it good? <laughs> and I will say this is probably the one of the hardest definitely. ones to have ever Agreed. decided. Upon. Yes. Yeah, Agreed. I mean, you just look around. Like, if you're watching our, our pod, you know, li- or our pod on YouTube.com slash was good, you know, our set that we've designed here is very heavily influenced by fucking Star Wars. Just gave us the wide. Yeah, there you go. Star wide Wars. shot here. Like, it's a very big part of, like, what we do in our daily lives. So, yeah, it is a, a very difficult one. Um, this goes back to us just being siblings and, you know, or having to kind of one-up the other. I was going to say yes, until Christian started talking. <laughs> and then the second you, you brought up the Obi and Vader fight, that should never have been. Um, that should never have been? It should never have happened. Uh, that, that's Wait, when... What the, hold you got to explain. You got to explain. I will, I will. That's where my answer just kind of shifted to no. And moving right into, like, my statement right there, the, um, Wait, so is your answer no? Yeah, my answer is oh, no. Oh, okay. Episode six was not a good episode. But again, towards your point, it could change by the end of this pod. Um, and even my thought on the entire series could change by the end of the pod. The reason I say that a uh, fight sequence should have never happened is I texted both of you this, and I said episode six does a disservice to episode three, the movie and episode four, the movie, you know, a new hope the and, movie. and revenge of the Sith. And the reason is because by having these two fight again, regardless of, you know, the gift that Anakin gave Obi or whatever, the fact that <laughs> Obi just leaves him for a second fucking time, just like it's I tough. can't, it's tough. I can't, I, and I know, and I know, and I know, I, I even have said it. Like I went on TikTok. And I saw these people screaming and crying or, or loving or whatever. And you're trying to just be like, yeah, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? It's a stupid sci-fi, whatever the fuck. Like, who cares? Move on with your fucking life, right? But at the same time, it's like that fact that we have seen where Obi-Wan Kenobi ends and where he picks back up in the series, in the original films, and the things he says and the things he does. And, like, the fact that he had the option to stop this mass murderer from helping the empire finish building the death star that goes and annihilates Aldron, killing billions of people. He had the ability to stop it. And he just Twice. walked away. Like it's just so mind numbingly stupid, regardless of like 
the beauty of the fight or whatever was said. Like it just takes away everything. It's just like this big. It feels like a big giant. Like fuck you, honestly. And again, to to your point, Chris, you said it best in text. It's Disney Star Wars. Take it for whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, actually, I think the best, the best tweet I I saw was that since Disney has bought has bought um bought bought Star bought. Wars bought uh you gotta treat Star Wars like fan fiction yeah um yeah. or fan service either one take your pick yeah that's what it is right now and I think that's inevitable once you have a huge company like Disney buying in when everything's so corporate the way they do things they're you know they really listen to you know I don't know I don't know if you can even say they listen to fans but they seem to make things with the idea of what's going to get the biggest fan reaction right um and so uh, that's how you have to look at it I think post Disney sale it's fan fiction it's fan service um is it going to completely destroy your feelings of Star Wars, of what you thought Star Wars was, probably, but that's not that's not what you're supposed to say. It's true, though. It, I mean, oh, wow. what, the Star Wars we grew up with is, an, is a very different thing now. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the fact that we're still watching it means that we've bought in, and yeah. it's sort of one of those things we've got to accept, and so you just... You almost have to kind of dumb your brain down a little bit when you watch this stuff. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Yeah. You know? So it's, once you can do that, it becomes much more enjoyable. It's super, it's super tough because I was probably, uh, you know, I, I think the fandom was definitely split when the show was announced where half of the people were like, oh, cool, yeah, we need more content around these two iconic characters. And half the fans were like, no, we don't. Like, we, we know the story. Like, I don't need to know when they went to the bathroom and what they ate for dinner the night before the Death Star sequence. Like, I don't need that information. I mean, I want that. I, I, no. Nobody nobody in their right mind could ever want that. But, <laughs> you know, I had hopes that this would be a, a really good, like, character case study. Like, really kind of diving into these two iconic characters and figuring things out. But, you know, again, I, I think the expectations were again too high it doesn't help that kathleen kennedy was touting that this you know battle sequence between vader and obi is going to be the greatest thing ever i get from a marketing standpoint yes you need something to help build the hype yeah i mean that's what you have to do i still think actually let's ask this question which is a better epic fight the one between obi and uh anakin in episode 3 at the very end or this you know battle between Vader versus Obi-Wan Kenobi. They're different. They're different. And I, I think to go back to your points, the best parts of the show is the Vader and Obi-Wan stuff. Yeah, it, well, yeah, it, definitely. It, honestly, if they remove some of the... If they remove the entire Reva storyline and they it, just focus on Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, I think we're all easily pretty much saying yes. Not Still not a perfect show, but I think st- still just a an entertaining character study, kind of mm-hmm. like you said. I think it falls into that Disney Plus, Plus problem of like... We have to add other things. Here yeah. is a new Inquisitor. Yeah. Here is some yeah. new characters. Here's a guy who might get spun off into a show. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot of like the Disney checklist synergy checklist. Yeah. Everything must kind of have an open ended ending, so it can have more seasons, more merchandise, more more follow ups, and whatever. 
Uh, and that's where the show kind of detracts from. But, like, the the Vader and Obi stuff, even if it is a bit canon-breaking, even if it is a bit nonsensical, uh, or, or potentially just makes Obi-Wan the worst Jedi in the entire universe, you know, Yoda probably Ooh. Yoda probably loves this finale because he's like, I've been exonerated. Obi-Wan. He's off the hook. He's off the hook. <laughs> Obi-Wan, you're the, you're the asshole. You're you could have killed worst. him twice. You went 0 for 2. You suck. The Mustafar battle is still better because yes, it's... Yes, I think so. It's, it's uh, a culmination of that entire trilogy. Well, well, not only that, though, it's like you... In a movie, in a movie that was, I think the runtime's like two hours, 20 minutes or something for Revenge of the Sith. In that movie, regardless of any extra content, right, I have always been a fan of the prequel trilogies, except episode two. It's cringy as fuck. But I liked episode one, and I liked episode three. But, like, in the course of that film, you saw these two characters. You saw how their thought process and everything split, and you saw them come back and duke it out to kind of end things. Great. It was perfect. You don't need anything else, right? But then we did get something else. The Clone Wars. We got a whole new character in Ahsoka, which, guess what? That series and that finale added, you know, to Episode 3. It gave you more context. It didn't do anything in terms of making you kind of question really anything. You looked at it and you're like, this is really an amazing way to kind of see how these characters, other influences affected them, right? And then again with Star Wars Rebels, when Ahsoka you know, meets Vader on planet Sith Lordy, I can't remember the name of it, um, she does a similar thing where she wipes, you know, smacks his, his mask open. And this time, I think it's on the left side. Obi's is on the right side. I don't know what the fuck that means, um, except that they're copying each other. So you know, just cool. different, uh, yeah, I guess, maybe one's lefty, one's righty. I don't know. I don't, I don't know but... Again, it's like that whole thing with Ahsoka and Vader I thought was really powerful and impactful. But now that you've seen a similar thing that had happened prior, I'm starting to like I'm not I'm less and less impressed with Vader and he's becoming less and less this scary thing. Sure. I'm more of a giant like slow ass wimp that just kinda gets slapped in the face and I don't know. They're just fru- they're ruining the characters. <laughs> But, I mean, I I think you can make that argument with the prequels as well, right? If you look at, like, the original Obi-Wan Kenobi in Episode 4, and then you track him through the prequel trilogy, does it make sense that, from our understanding, he just didn't do anything for so many years and and was just a hermit? It was just a hermit, and then all of a sudden it's like... Let's go fight. But that was <laughs> never. But that was but never. But that, that was, was never, all retroactive. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. Star Wars has always been a prequel, right? They've always done something and then gone back and sort fixed of it. retconned it and sort of <laughs> fixed. <laughs> I mean, oh, Luke, on, Luke in episode in episode four, right. saying old Ben Kenobi. I want you know, or Obi Wan Kenobi. I wonder if that could be old Ben Kenobi. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like sure. shit like that. No, I get that Where, they're Rickon, but like the way it's been, it was always presented to me in the original trilogies is that Ben Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, was doing force training, was just training and dealing stuff with the force, which the force has always been this cooler, more interesting thing than this. We have to go and do action thing, and that's what I was hoping the Obi Wan Kenobi series was going to be. Instead, it was, you know, planet hopping and, you know, stupid fart But jokes. did you really, after Book of Boba, want him to stay on Tatooine for another six episodes? I would have been... In, I mean, we have seen... Like, Star Wars has done it, in at least in the animated world, where they have ex- explored the whole idea of the Force, right? There's a whole... Um, 
I want to say Madrigal, but that's not right. Mortis. The whole Mortis uh, arc where they're on that force planet and they're exploring the big ideas of good, evil, and in between and all that fun stuff. They were technically on one planet the entire, th- like, four episodes, and I was fine with it. Rabbit, we've seen the, the budgets of these shows because apparently Disney is poor and, uh, you know, can't render out <laughs> their full graphics. Is that what you wanted? The CGI fest of really bad... Um, force trips. I'm sorry, but did you all see the CGI in Obi Wan Kenobi? That's what I'm saying. It's bad, super bad. So, so that's what I'm saying. You wanted a CGI heavy show? No, but you <laughs> could have like <laughs> you could have done more practical. Like there are ways around it. Like actually, even the practical stuff looked cheap. I mean, like, everything you agree? Looked cheap. Like, uh, that's one of my biggest issues with the show. Is like Disney is a multi billion dollar company. <laughs> And this show looked like, uh, in parts, not the whole thing, but in parts looked like it could have been on the Sci-Fi Channel. Uh, hey, 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 hey! You don't diss the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm not. You I'm take not, that but back. Right. But I'm he's not, right. No, 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 that's like, it's like, oh, that's you know, that's California. Like that's literally the Palisades. <laughs> that's Joshua Tree. Yeah. That's Joshua it's, Tree. Like cool. I, that's. It's not a dig at Sci-Fi. This is 100. percent Sci-Fi does a great job with the budget they have, right? Disney All ten dollars of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Disney does not. So, yeah. I actually started rewatching, or I attempted to rewatch Stargate uh, Universe. And yeah. before I started it, I showed Lauren a trailer. The trailers for, like, sci- like the sci-fi channel shows back in the day, they were, like, these three, four-minute epic masterpieces with, like, a variety <laughs> of changes in music and tone and just wild stuff. TV and- trailers have come a long way. If you want, no, they're way better then. They suck now. No, but but well, it, to even go the other way, like some of them were really cheesy and bad. Yeah, Google or YouTube, Batman Begins ABC Family trailer to see how cringy trailers like used to be on like network television. Oh boy, like horrible. Well, it makes sense that for ABC Family, it's got to be family friendly. Yeah. Can't be like <laughs> I'm Justice. It's probably like. I think he says I am. She says I'm justice. It's uh, in well, the <laughs> shit. I'm beyond justice. I'm, I am justice. Speaking of justice, Arjuna, as always, does a DVD chapter listing. Before we jump into his chapter listing, just some clarity. Is this a chapter listing for the entire series or just the episode? Because looking at it... Just episode six. This is a very chunky uh, big boy uh, chapter listing you've, you've created here. I like chunk, chunkiness. Yes, chunky is my my way to do it. And as always, Krishna is going to read the DVD chapter listing, and the voice he will be doing it in is everyone's favorite idiotic Jedi, Master Yoda. Oh wait, <laughs> do I read? Do I read this chapter listing like in his backward speech? I'm gonna you just know, like yeah. I'm gonna say you'll have to figure it out on the fly. Good luck to you. Okay, ready? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <clears throat> a funky thing hyperspeed is. Sacrifice yourself for me. You must. In heaven, you will be rewarded. Pretty good so far. Number 27, duel. Run, run, run to the desert. Use the force. Look, you must. <laughs> I'm in the spin-off. You can't kill me. Uh, could not kill me. Those fake rocks could not. 
Kenny is the greatest of all time. I'm going to let you live. <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> Dead secrecy is. Lays down justice. Papa Palpatine must. Save the world because I decided I didn't want her. You must, kiddo. <laughs> Get it started in here. Let's. <laughs> that, was, that was really hard. I had to do like that was pretty a good. translation. I mean, I mean, you did a really good job. Like, like this chapter, sorcery is dead. Dead sorcery is. Like, that's secrecy. Yeah, secrecy. That's basically, uh, yeah, that's how he talks. So good for you. Yeah, so, some of it. Some of it. I, I'm going to give that. I'm going to give the reading a 10 out of 10. I'm going to wow. give the actual DVD chapters and the size of it a 2 out of 10. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it was ru- like it was actually ruined by doing the Yoda speak. All the jokes didn't <laughs> yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's get it started in here. Like the song, let's get it start. Because like Qui Gon's like, we're just getting started. Like that's the last thing. You know that the joke doesn't. It should have been one DVD chapter, which was a waste of time. <sighs> wow. Boy. Or or pointless. Pointless. We're just Is that your heartless. one word impression. That's. Uh, I mean, actually, yeah. Let's jump in there. Yeah, my one word impression of. Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I'm going with the, the entire season for this answer. Pointless. I don't think it really does anything to heighten episode three or heighten, heighten episode four. It doesn't do a whole lot. Um, the things that I have seen in terms of, uh, and a quick side note like I like to do, but like social media, TikTok especially, all of the Star Wars TikTokers, their favorite word after this episode was parallel. And just the parallel between this and that. And, and it was insane. There was just so many. And the fact that there are so many and that most of them you have to kind of really dig for, again, it just doesn't seem like it, it really added any benefit to anything. So, and, and the other thing, too, like, again, with Pointless, like, I know part of the Disney structure with Star Wars is to sell merchandise. What merchandise? The stupid little spinny droid thing that really... No, Lola's pretty cute. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a. I can. I, you know what? Your birthday's coming up. I'm gonna make you a frisbee and call it Lola. You're the, welcome. This, I think this pod is wow. proving you're old. Like you're. Oh yeah. This is this hundred like percent. You're, you're you're in the wash. Like this is like what the the thirty year olds are like when the prequel trilogy. Goes, what is this? This is pointless. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? To the emotional half of the original trilogy, the rich text of Star Wars. I already said. I already <laughs> said. I said on our Star Trek. Um, our Star Trek Discovery uh, slash, or no, our Star Trek Picard and uh, Strange New Worlds pod to our parents. I said that we as an, our generation, which includes you two, our parents' generation, we're bigots. Everyone's a bigot. Yeah, everyone's a bigot, and everything that we see content-wise is not for us. It's for the next generation. 100% agree with that. Doesn't mean I'm not going to stop complaining about it. <laughs> I recognize my bigotry. My However, I will still be a bigot. <laughs> hey, this is America. Freedom of putting out a podcast. Yeah, there you go. Let's freedom not talk about freedoms. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, my, my one word impression is going to be Kenobi. Uh, specifically, Kenobi. the pushback at Ravi. <laughs> um, he says the whole thing is pointless and it does yes. nothing to add to episode three. Or episode four. I don't think that was the point of the show. Because it was pointless. To me, the show, the point of the show was to show a little bit of how Kenobi gets from this uh, disenchanted, really beat down Jedi at the end of episode three into the wise 
force, you know, the wise master that he is in episode four. And obviously, going from episode three to episode four, Kenobi is going to be a pretty wild journey, right? Because that those those are two different people. Um, and I thought the show, in that respect, did, like when we said, if you had taken out all the other stuff and kept it Obi-Wan and Vader, I think the show accomplished that. It shows you, okay, this is sort of how he's trying to get over episode three and start to move toward episode four Kenobi. Now, that, might, that, that does get lost a, a few times because of all the extra right. bloat. Uh, he also left Vader again. On the planet, yes, he, he, he kind of had to though because so, if he killed him, wise or stupidness? <laughs> Why? Oh, excuse me, being wise or stupidity? I pick yes. stupidity. I mean, the Jedi code is also not to kill. Like, I'm sorry, but he has a lightsaber, so, and aren't the Jedi yeah, they that w- use that for defense? You know, <sighs> the only thing you see them explicitly kill are droids and robots. And stormtroopers. And Darth Darth Maul. (laughs) I know that doesn't hold up very well, but still. Yeah. Anyways, I assume Arjuna has a one-word impression. Me? That's not a... Oh, that's your one word? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, one-word impression is Binks. You know, if Jar Jar Binks (laughs) had showed up at the end, even in like some dumb whatever after... I would have been like, the show's amazing. It's perfect. Uh, Don't lie. You just... just you're just grumpy and old now. You're washed. You're washed. Retire. Yeah, you're washed, man. You're Chris Paul's knees. <laughs> Who? Ooh. Chris Paul? CP3? Oh, God, no. You know, remember the Suns? They were number one seed in the East or the West? West. And West. Uh, then they then he got old, like, overnight and couldn't play basketball anymore. <laughs> I don't think it was just that. I mean, that was... Yeah, it, was co- it was COVID. Uh, according <laughs> yeah, according to like, their, uh, yeah. you know... Their it, was, uh, it was his podcast. <laughs> Anyway, flat Earth. Um, yeah. So yours. What is your one word impression? For me, my one word impression is solid. <laughs> okay. Obi Wan Kenobi was solid, and the reason I'm going to say solid is because there's there's much to discuss with the show, as we've we have already talked about. With you know, there's a lot that you can. There's a lot you can nitpick uh, for this show, but ultimately, it is not the worst we have seen from Star Wars. Yeah, episode. Nor eight. is it. Nor is it the best that we have seen from Star Wars. It is somewhere in the middle. It's very solid, and uh, I'm just you know I I feel like we've we've had some negativity here, and I want to balance it out by being a little more positive and saying it's just nice to have some Star Wars content, uh, even if it's not <laughs> the it best. Though? I like, I, I mean, I like, I, I love Star Wars and, you know, it's nice to have some like live action content when there were so many years we didn't have, have to go. We didn't have much content though. Like, think about it. We had to kind of scrape off of like video games and some really good some video bu- games though. But, but still we, we it's so nice. Quite specifically Jedi Fallen Order, not Battlefront. That was boring. Well, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about even before that, right? Like mm-hmm. post Revenge of the Sith before Force Awakens, there's there's a what twelve year gap, or a ten year gap of there's n- nothing for Star Wars really coming out besides animated shows, besides a couple video games here and there, shit tons of books if yeah. you know how to read. Yeah, but like that's still not as popular and not as 
it's not, and it's also we didn't know what canon was, right? Like, sure. No one necessarily owned Star Wars, and so that's not necessarily like a mainstream type of idea. So. But going back to like right there, you said it, mainstream idea, and what Christian sure. said earlier, where it's like this is Disney Star Wars, and sure. it's being made for a bigger audience. Yeah, I would argue, and I think you would agree that that stuff that we got in between the dark years, before the dark years, that stuff that we got before the Empire bought, you know, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> oh. Some of that stuff is the is the more interesting, rich story and more diverse characters and more expanded Star Wars lore that we got since you know this corporation has bought it. Everything has been about, for the most part, majority of it has been Skywalker, 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 and like driven around these similar characters and stories. Well, I, I mean, Mando, Mando's their biggest. No, Mando right is now. a really good example of like we've you know kind of pushed beyond that. Sure, I would argue, and I think we all would argue, with Boba Fett and the fact that they threw a Luke Skywalker in there, and then again, we get more, you know, Skywalker. I do wonder at, like, what point are we going to be done with telling these what happened the day before X event stories and start really, like, looking at the larger universe and and here's this random character. Like, if you're going to do this story, you know about you want to introduce Anobi and you want to introduce Vader, they try to introduce a new character with Reva, right? Reva is supposed to be that new thing, that new, like, well, let's take this idea of, like, somebody survived Order 66 that was at the temple. That's a very cool, solid idea. But just focus on that. Don't call it Obi-Wan Kenobi and run with it and go full, fully in, right? Don't half-ass it like they did with Reva because Reva is really, the, she's a shoehorned in character. She was just shoved sure. in there and it wasn't a good focus. Instead of doing Obi-Wan Kenobi, just leave it and just do a Reva story. But it's but then just what, Reva. But no one would care about it. But they're they're but playing it safe. Like you, I know, you but think about it. You, you I, have I'm, not arguing, thing, that. I'm right. not arguing that at all. I'm just saying that is a more interesting, compelling story to me than an Obi-Wan Kenobi that's just being done for mainstream media. But there's still good stuff within the Obi Wan show. There's still interesting things about the character, like bad rock said, throwing. You just you love to focus on the, the smallest detail. The small, but that's a big detail. You guys gonna tell me that that CGI during that entire fight sequence? You're gonna say that looked that wasn't like what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't. Uh, it didn't take you out of the whole thing. No, I didn't. I, I, it looked bad, but I can I was still able to separate it. We've had years of bad CGI at this point. This is not unique to yeah. Star Wars or Disney or anything. Right. Look at CGI across the gamut. It's not good. It's very we can, bad. We could do a whole pod about do you know how the state of CGI, CGI in the industry. It's say, bad. say that again, Christian. Yeah, you know how rare it is to see good CGI? So at this point, seeing good CGI would take me out of <laughs> I'd be so distracted. I'd be like, I have to pause this. It's so beautiful. Do you think the that maybe we're, now, we're just used to it? Maybe we were wrong and the CGI is good. <laughs> but yeah, well, it probably is. Let's be honest. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Why can't, like, just do practical effects. How hard could it be to read oh, right. that's oh, easier. Oh, wow. Just get some rocks. Yeah. Just throw it. Did anyone actually speaking about like the actual visual quality? One of the things that I saw, um, and again, I tested this on multiple devices. Uh, the dark, the night sequence, the night, the fight sequence was too dark. It did seem that way, yes. To the point where I, I'm not going to name the channel because I can't remember it, but they have done like actual tests that shows that they purposely 
made it super, super dark. So the emphasis was on the lightsabers, right? The red and the blue. But then it just came across, like Christian, you said at the beginning, fan film like. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I mean, it did seem kind of dark. And uh, I like tried to dark. I was like watching in my living room and I was trying to like darken everything, like turn off like all the blinds, close all the doors. And it was still kind of hard to make things out. Uh, like, you know, shapes and colors. <laughs> I think they were trying to go for like what they did in the duel in episode three, which which looked a little bit better where it's like Vader just like completely owning Obi-Wan where right. like he's pretty much drunk off his ass, like doesn't know how to use a lightsaber, doesn't remember how to use the force, you know, it's <laughs> very much like a, a novice at that point. Uh, because that one looked at least visually better, and that was, remember, very dark and just kind yeah, of same. like the yeah. stalkery Vader, and it felt like they're trying to go for that parallel, but I don't know. One of my, I think, biggest criticisms with the show is, you know, I think they had some good ideas and some good intent. It just wasn't, like, fully fleshed out or fully baked out. Like, let's take the Obi-Wan example um, with him leading, leaving Vader alive. You could have easily written in a narrative reason, like, why he couldn't kill him. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, yes. it just it just was very lazy just to have him walk away again yep. because now it opens yeah. up like, why the fuck did he do that? Even, at least in the Revenge of the Sith, like you could be like he's burning alive, he's uh, is just not going to kill him at that point because he is essentially dead. Well, he even says he's like, I'm gonna let the the the, the your fate is now left up to the Force, right? Right? Because at that point he's very Force, whatever. Yeah, he just walks away. I mean, there's so many different ways they could have done it where they could have made Reaver more impactful, where they could have thrown in the Grand Inquisitor. Um, oh, the Grand Inquisitor was in the episode. He was just the, he was like the ship the ship guy being like, uh. we should do this, Lord Vader. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, oh. it's a bad idea, Vader. Yeah, <laughs> the Grand. Just the, one man. That's another character. the entire mob. That's another <laughs> character where they created this really cool idea, a Jedi temple guard that's fallen. You know, he becomes this Grand Inquisitor thing. He is ruthless as fuck, but he does fear Vader. And, he, you know, you see that fear in this character in Rebels at the season finale. You know, he fucking kills himself because he doesn't want to go up to Vader and be like, I failed. The version that we get in Obi is Wait, this, that's how he dies? That's how he dies oh, in, in Rebels. Really yeah. He is unable to capture the, uh, cr- you know, the ghost crew. And basically, uh, you know, everyone's favorite blind Jedi, Kanan, is able to pre-blind defeat him. Kanan. Pre-blind Kanan is able to defeat him, and instead of facing Vader, he says like there are things worse than death, and he just throws himself into a fire because he doesn't want to deal with that. the The version that we got here was this guy that talks back to Vader, <laughs> like almost puts Vader in his place at at certain points, and like he's almost like an equal. Like it doesn't feel like a I report to you type structure. Uh, so. I guess one question, you know, is going to be a weak defense of that, but. How much time before Rebels does the show take place? About five, five, six years, give or take. No. So is it is it possible? That's more. Is it is it possible that Vader just doesn't have all the respect of the Empire that he does five years later? But you have to. But you have to remember, it's been ten years. So true. Episode three happens. He gets Vader, and he's walking around. He's Vader, and they start building the Death Star. And he, the Inquisitor program, if you will is Vader's, like, child. Like, that's Puppy. his thing. Papa Palpatine's like, go do whatever, you fucking weirdo. Mm. I'm going to make some fallen Jedi my Inquisitors and keep dead ones in 
Amber for the Jurassic Park that I'm building. <laughs> That's another <laughs> thing Je- that was like Jedi Park. That was it. Like <laughs> that was another area where it was like this. This is horrific and cool. You know, the Jedi all encasing those things and. Yeah, I that get, was cool. It was cool, but it's also one of those things where it's like, if I want to learn more about that, I've got to wait for that comic book or find that comic. I don't know. Yeah. That's Star Wars to a T, though. But no, that's even pre Disney. They're like, yeah. you see this cool thing? Let me, let me ask Read you this, this question. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this question. Do you think it's at all possible, Ravi, you would have enjoyed the show better if it had not called it Kenobi? Let's say they called this... Uh, I don't know, some name like Aftermath or... Um, That's an actual you know, book, but interesting. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to think of like, just, you know, just something more vague yeah. and not specific to Kenobi. Um, and then instead of making it six episodes, you make it longer, make it 10 or 12, but then you put more focus on those things. So it, it becomes more of an ensemble show. So you know how like Game of Thrones kind of works yeah. because it's not about one, one person, person right? right? It's about right. all these different factions and all these things going on. So in that way, Obi-Wan and Vader can be the through line and they can still be sort of the main characters. But then you don't hate the fact that when we focus on something else, it's you're on that instead of... That. I would love that. Star Wars is not mature under Disney. It's not at a place where they would ever allow something like that. That was that was George Lucas's plan before. So his live action Star Wars show yeah. was supposed to be like this really large ensemble. Like here are all the different corners and nooks and crannies of the galaxy and the universe. And actually, I think Favreau and Filoni took some of the concepts and the ideas from that show and like streamlined them into some of the Mando season one ideas. It's also why, like, Clone Wars, I think, also works so well is because it's one of the only things, and this is pre-Disney again, but it's one of the only things that has a massive cast, right? It's basically the entire Jedi Order, basically the entire Separatists, like, fighting each other and those individual stories, and then the faction that's in between the neutral plants and everything, stuff that you saw with, like, Mandalore. That's why that show does really, really well because you can pick it up anywhere and you get little arcs, but it also kind of, like, connects nicely. I don't yeah. think, unfortunately, unless there's some major restructuring or major like sitting down and really kind of thinking what are we doing here, I don't know if like Star Wars will ever, in the live action sense, do that. Uh, yeah. Just because I think they, sh- I think they should. I think it would be great. I think it would. Yeah. It would. It would make the show seem more. And this is going to sound really mean, really, really mean. <laughs> The reason, like, Game of Thrones, I think, is an adult show, not just because of the sex and the violence, but it is because you have multiple characters and multiple things happening. While when you focus on, like, an individual character, it's a lot simpler to kind of follow along. For sure. No, but but, I mean, but Obi-Wan didn't true. But Obi-Wan didn't do that. I mean, even though it was called Obi-Wan, there sure. are multiple characters. I think they're just kind of getting lazy with their <laughs> nomenclature a little bit and being like, yeah. this is a show about Obi-Wan, but it isn't. And now we're only going to do six episodes, but we're going to like try and do a bunch. I think they have to get away from this idea of like everything has to be six episodes while trying to do like 10 to 15 episodes sometimes of story within it. Because I think one of the worst parts of Obi-Wan were there were episodes that felt like nothing happened, i.e. episode four. four. Episode four in particular, right? Yeah. The the uh, evacuate, you know, the, the great base, escape, the great escape where he puts a child under his coat and there's a big lump and nobody notices. 
and then there are episodes where it's like, oh my god, holy shit, there's so much shit going on. Like, where am where are my eyes going? And like, some of these stories feel half baked. The Reva stuff, for example, within the finale, where it's like, if you wanted to do something there, like, why do it in this way or in this situation? Yeah. I think uh, they, Juno, it's, it's, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, I think inevitably, like, the Mandalorian is moving to a spot where it is becoming an ensemble cast with these different Mandalorians coming. Favreau and Filoni have talked ad nauseum of like. It's not always going to be about Jin, Din, and, like, Grogu. And I think, uh, I, I know you guys haven't seen, like, the Mandalorian trailers yet, but... Oh, we did. It leaked everywhere. Well, you didn't see the high-quality one. I mean, we did. Know, but, but... Have you heard of the Pirate Bay, aren't you? <laughs> but, wow. but, but, but what I'm saying, But what I'm saying is, right, like, that's becoming more of an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. And I think they are, like... I think Disney plays stuff very safe. And so, like, yes, Mandalorian Season 1... <laughs> In season two, as we have talked about, was very much like the quest. Here's a quest for you to go yeah. on, Mando. Uh, it's, so, Juno, it sounds like you're kind of agreeing with us. So, like, if they had yeah. made this show, mm-hmm. not called it Kenobi, expanded it, and then spent a lot more, gone more in depth on characters and what they're going through, instead of half baking everyone, like everybody, every the whole thing felt half baked, right? We didn't get enough Kenobi. We didn't get enough Vader. We didn't get enough Reva. Um, you know, and then maybe it, it, it sounds, yeah, it sounds like you're, it sounds like we agree. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think like that's going to be interesting to kind of track with Star Wars because like all the live action shows that have come out are single character name so far. And the next Boba two, Fett, the Mandalorian, the next two that are coming out are also Ahsoka, Ahsoka. and or the next one. Yeah. I mean, well, and or and or is not. A- character's a place. No, a- Cassie and Andor. Oh, but there's... Why am I, oh, I'm thinking Andor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I hope Andor ends up... Cassie on and Andor, Andor ends up on Andor. Hi, yeah. I'm at Cassie and Andor. That'd be hilarious. But, Andor. But, but Andor also seems like it is going to be more of an ensemble cast, too. Even though, again, it is called Andor. So it's, again, like... They're trying to utilize these characters that are popular within the IP to like hook you in, but then being like, it's something else. And I think that's a little dangerous because then it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. The big, that's the biggest complaint I saw with the Kenobi show. And it, as Ravi has repeated it multiple times. It's, it's called Ken- Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we didn't, it didn't feel like we got enough Kenobi. <laughs> we, so. we just got this old guy running, playing babysitter, running around and, Forgetting how the force works, and then it suddenly works, and then he goes on purpose, and then he goes <laughs> Super Saiyan God. I will say this: yeah, uh, one of the funniest plot things I found in this whole episode. So they're in the ship, right, and they can't get into hyperspeed. Oh, the away. episode eight ship thing, yeah. So they, can't, they can't get away, right? Obi Wan's plan is: I'll take this little shuttle ship to to distract them and lead them away. Then Ledger uses a hyperspeed on that to get away. Mm-hmm. They could have just put, like, most of the people in that little ship to, like, hyperspeed away. I don't th- – I mean, I would imagine – that I don't think is that big of a deal because the the big ship had so many people. But at least you could have gone, like, Leia out of there. Like, if you're they're supposed to be trying to protect her, like, that's the, the, the priority there. I, I, don't, I don't know anymore. I mean, I, I, I will say this, though, and this is probably – will make you both uncomfortable, but deal with it. Oh, God. This uh, series, you know, before it dropped, it, you know, touted this big, diverse cast, right? Uh, Little Ice Crush Cube. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> what? Um, but so. you know, but it had a very big, diverse cast, which I love to see. You love to see like various actors and actresses from things not sci-fi related, related not even in television necessarily, like coming in, and and I thought that was great. But the one area that kind of irked me a lot, and it irked me because I had other people kind of like say to me, oh, how do you feel that you have representation in Star Wars? And that is Kumail... Um, Kumail Nanjani. Nanjani, who I hate... He, I think he is a great actor in certain things, like Silicon Valley. He is fan-fucking-tastic. He is great in that. A lot of his comedy specials, I think, are really, really good. That movie where he's the Uber driver, I can't remember the name of. Lovesick. Wow. Lovesick. Fan-fucking-tastic. He is hilarious. Oh, he's playing himself. He's playing himself. <laughs> and that's my problem. Literally. He was playing his fucking self again in this, and it sucked, and it felt like a fucking cruel joke, and I hated you it. You didn't like Hacha? I hated it so much because it was like, okay, you're just checking a box, Disney. I get it. Even like, I don't know if yeah. I'm, I'm annoyed at Disney or if I'm annoyed at the friends that are like, oh, you feel represented now. Like, no, I, I don't, actually. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, a lot of, like, Roken, who's played by um, Ice Cube's son. Um, there's uh, Sully, who's, like, one of the two snowspeeder pilots, or the trash compactor, whatever their, those ships are called. Pilots uh, is Maya, yeah. Maya Eskreen, who's a really well-known comedian. She had her own show on Hulu. Yep. Uh, yeah, they were kind of, like, just there for vibes, for spinoff potential. Like, especially Roken, where he's like, you should be a leader. And he's like... Oh, I plan to be. He's like, I'm he, just getting started or something. Yeah, I or, think he's going to be an Andor. That's my big theory. Is that your bold prediction? That's my, one of my bold predictions. But also the other thing with the casting as well is um, a lot of social media influencers in the Star Wars community. And I won't be pretty cool about this, PC. Uh, they're the ones that basically are, are the big, very pro. Everything that Star Wars does is perfect. And if you don't like it, you're stupid. And you're, full stop. Yeah, you can't you can't criticize. You them. can't criticize. So a lot of these people were actually the background characters um, in episode five and six, like those refugees. A lot of them are some kind of social media influencer, which I thought was an interesting way to like fill your background with people that are all super pro Star Wars Disney. Well, as we've talked about, you know, Disney is a is a small company. They can't <laughs> afford uh, a lot. So, you know, yep. they, like, routinely try and, and get all of these people, you know, like, we've known they've used, you know, like, costuming groups before to, like, be background and stuff yeah. uh, for different different shows and stuff because, you know, they can't afford to to make their own armor and, and hire their own actors to uh, to portray these characters. So they, they, have to, they have to crowdsource, you know. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. So here's a, here's a question for you two. Disney comes to you for whatever reason. And says, yes. you're going to be a background character, but you are not going to get paid. Your payment is is that you can say you are this character in Star Wars. Would you do it? Yes. Wait, I as a background? As a background? As person? a background. So, no li- oh, so you get yeah. no lines. You're just literally a background. You're just a prop to them at that point. Yeah. I would. No, s- I'd, I'd skip. I would skip, skip too. At this point, I would definitely skip. Guys are so old. It just doesn't feel. It doesn't <laughs> feel. I hate, it just doesn't feel like a special thing anymore. It's like, if you check all the boxes for them, yeah, you you can be in Star Wars, and if that's your goal, great, that's fine. But demand you get paid at least. No, see, this is my yeah. plan. I get in there and then I slip <laughs> in my script. 
after Star Wars, <laughs> and I take over. And then at the next Star Wars celebration, it's not Kathleen Kennedy coming out on stage. It's me. <laughs> I'm wow. in charge. And you everything. From a background actor to running the entire franchise. That is goals. I mean, this podcast <laughs> is technically canon. We did present the Was It Good podcast at Star Wars Celebration. and Yeah, we did. We, all three of us did that. Yeah, you we were totally there. <laughs> I was totally there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So we're getting close, obviously, to an hour, and I do want to go back and revisit some of our initial thoughts here, right? Our bold prediction. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, yeah let's, sorry. Let's get into our bold predictions. So our bold predictions... As They're always, kind of cold, honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, them. looking back at them, they were kind of shitty. Uh, we should have been way more out there in terms of things like nobody will die and nothing matters. Um, oh, I, I liked our bold predictions. Well, we'll start with Christian's then. So Christian's bold prediction, which at the time when he said it, I thought it was stupid, but honestly, I wish it happened. Uh, Mace yes, window, me too. window, win, window, 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 Mace, Mace the window. window. Uh, Mace window will show up in Kenobi. Unfortunately, that did not happen. <laughs> and you know, I, I would, I would be afraid for that character and that actor to come into Star Wars currently. To be honest, under the Disney thing, I will wait. Why? <laughs> Samuel Jackson is an amazing <laughs> actor, and he's done a great. He is. Been given, I think, a lot of freedom as Nick Fury um, under Kevin Feige and has done a great job and, and is a cool character and, and doesn't feel like they've been radically, like, stifling creativity, sure. cre- cre- creatively. I wonder if, like, Samuel L. Jackson came in and was like, well, you know, I want to do this. I want my lightsaber to be blood red now. I don't know if they'd let him, do, and, and he would have a reason, I'm sure. But I don't know if they would like let him do that if it doesn't fit whatever. You don't think they'd let him be Samuel Jackson? Yeah, I think they would tell him. You know, you you have to stick to the script essentially, and and that would suck. So, damn, hmm. yeah, sad. That's well. the pretty cool way of saying what I really want to say. Pretty <laughs> cool whip. The cool whip. Uh, my bold prediction was. Rebels Grand Inquisitor is a clone, and it will be revealed at the end in an end credit scene. That ah. was so far off. <laughs> we just had a guy that showed up because of revenge. Revenge of revenge the Revenge kept him alive. Yes. Revenge of the Sith. Guys, whenever I get stabbed in the heart right through, and uh, you guys are like, oh my god, you're sad. Just, no, revenge will keep me alive. It will. Revenge will keep us all alive. And then our Junus Bull prediction... Yoda will appear in the last episode and talk to Obi-Wan. You know, he, he didn't appear, but he's the real winner out of Obi-Wan. Like I said, he's, every, every, you know, it was, it was very easy to make the argument that Yoda was like criminal number one in the galaxy. Like he let all of this happen under his watch. Well, yeah. you know what? Obi-Wan could have killed Vader twice. Didn't do jack shit. So I think Yoda gets a pass now. He's like, keep it going. <laughs> Instead, we got Qui-Gon Jinn showing up. Honestly, yeah. w- the worst cameo. Yeah, even worse than worst. Papa Palpatine's. It was sassy. It was sassy pants. No, it wasn't even the sassiness. It was like, after all that, you just come in for him to be like, I've been here all along. Okay, we have a lot to do. Bye. Yeah. What? No, he's, he's going with him back to his, his hut, his cave. Like he started walking toward where Obi Wan lives. So no, I understand that, but like they, oh. it, it feels like they just wasted Liam Neeson. Yeah, like for, like 
There was well, so much he had like wanted to talk to his master about. Like I wanted a little bit more of conversation, I guess. You, I, I don't know. I mean, come on. It's so obvious. It's, it, they're saving all that for season two. Obvious. Sure, but real quick. How do you guys feel, though, that Qui-Gon showing up as a Force ghost breaks... Um, it breaks canon. No, it doesn't. It does, because Lucas had said when Qui-Gon was burned alive and his body was still a physical thing, he had said back then, in order to become part of the Force, you can become part of the Force, but to retain your essence and your body, you have to go the way that Obi-Wan Kenobi went. You can't have the body physically destroyed in so, the world. So that so that's the thing, Roe Ravi. That might have been canon at that point, mm-hmm. but it's not that. His statement clearly is not canon anymore. I mean, and in Star Wars updates and uh, retcons and changes their rules all the time. Vader's like, body gets burned in episode do. six, and then he has a force ghost. That's yeah. different. So Lucas, How is that different? Lucas, <laughs> Lucas like, Most of it was destroyed before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, also in Revenge of the Sith, you know, Yoda has the line of like, Master Qui-Gon has learned how to ascend. And like that's, Yoda that's doesn't impression. sound like that. Well, okay, it was a bad impression, but my point still stands. <laughs> George Lucas changes canon all the time. No, he is not yeah. a reliable narrator. Yeah. George Lucas is making George it Lucas up, was making it up as I was going along the entire time. So wait, which one to you is the worst cameo, Palpatine or Qui-Gon's in terms of underutilized? Well, Qui-Gon, I think. Palpatine, like honestly, I didn't I didn't even think twice when Palpatine showed up. I'm like, oh, there he is. Like, you know, I honestly I'm glad that Palpatine was like two seconds. Qui-Gon to me, I, I mean to me, I was like, I'm glad Qui-Gon showed up because I've been waiting the whole show for him to show up. Um, that makes he's like my favorite. He's my favorite Jedi. Uh, yeah, you know, so I'm glad he showed up, but absolutely, that's the stuff that we're interested in. I want to see the Force stuff. I want to see him training Obi-Wan. And but there, it's clear. It's clear. It seems clear as day that they're saving that for a future. Show well, there's the movie. well, there's the whole anime like shorts that's coming out, Tales of the Jedi, which looks mm-hmm. like short stories that will explore again what the Jedi had for breakfast on day event because you clearly need to know that. Um, but they did tease in their initial trailer that there will be Qui Gon Obi centric stories, so maybe you'll get that in an animated form, and it will again probably be amazing and great because I would imagine that is Qui Gon training Obi Wan as a yeah. kid. Yeah, that's probably which what we're going to Which would be pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah. And now, I think it's pretty clear that there's going to be a season two or some kind of spinoff. Um, the show did successfully, you know, like, in terms of numbers that have not necessarily been publicly released, but, like, what we've been hearing is Ian, that... Ian McGregor, Ewan McGregor did yeah. say uh, the most premiere watched. was the most watched Disney Plus premiere ever. Which... I mean, good job on hype market. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's impressive yeah. when you think about Mandalorian. I mean, episode one is still my favorite episode out of this entire thing. I mean, the the, the show did the usual <laughs> Disney Plus thing. Started off really well. Start from the bottom. Now they're way not. Start here. from the top, <laughs> and then they went all the way to the bottom. Yeah, they're not even. What was episode one about? I don't even remember episode it's one. It's just setting everything up. Um, oh right, yeah. right, right. Just the whole setup and just kind of like yeah. placing you and. and Nice, one's a butcher. nice long shots. Like mm. it was, it was good. It was, I thought episode one was good because it did a really good job with world building and placing you um, where you're at in the, in that particular moment. But yeah, looking ahead to the future, who wants to go first with bold predictions? 
And let's try and not be cold here. Let's let's be spicy. I have Yeah, one. I'm trying I'm trying to think of a spicy one. I only have boring ones. I, I I'll can I give two? One's about show and then one's about us. Go for no. it. No. The one about <laughs> us is we will all unanimously hate, dislike season two or any spinoff, and it will actually be a bad thing. Like, it will not be any kind of borderline thing. It will just be, this is not good content, the end. That's my bold prediction. And I then, see you're hopeful for the future. Yes. <laughs> they say I'm a positive person. <laughs> they is my thoughts. And uh, for the actual show... I don't really have any, to be honest. You have to come up with one. I guess my, my bold prediction will be that Luke and Leia meet as kids. Oh, just, oh, so we're just going to destroy the one. cannon? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they don't know they met, though. That's true. But that, that's, a, that's a good one. And also, and the reason why that might happen is because clearly Disney loves changing everything. Yeah, changing so, it all up. And breaking, their own, breaking the continuity. So, yeah, I like that. They'll do an emergency. Kathleen kind of do an emergency, uh, like... Um, breaking news uh, conference or whatever, and it's like, because we fucked up the uh, the continuity, we, we're just going to have to remake 4, 5, and 6. Sorry. Wow. Could you imagine? Oh, my. I don't even... I don't know what I would do. I think I would laugh and then realize it doesn't really matter. They'll, they'll remake them at one, one day. Probably. Yeah, we'll see. Anyone else have bold predictions, or is it just me? Uh, I guess my bold prediction... Uh, let me before I give my bullet prediction. Let me ask you this question: Do we know Quinlan Voss's fate? Do we know how he ends? So, it, no, we don't actually. Great. My bold prediction <laughs> is in season two. In season two, he falls to the dark side. Obi Wan fights him and kills him. The end. That doesn't sound terrible. That would be an interesting development in the uh, studying of uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. But let's be honest; he'd probably just leave him. And not yeah, no, off. no, no. He'll finish him off because, uh, you know, finished off um, mom. He's not Anakin, so he can kill anyone who isn't Anakin. Clearly, I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. He tried to kill him, or he attempted once and then successfully killed Maul. Once. Can we talk about how many lightsabers are buried in Tatooine <laughs> for a second? All of them. A All lot, of them. A lot. <laughs> a lot of lightsabers end up on Tatooine for some reason. How? How are the Jawas? Not loaded with lightsabers. I mean, these people bury these lightsabers in random ass spots, so the chance of someone coming across it feel unlikely. And because what about metal detectors? <laughs> Do you know how big of a <laughs> desert Tatooine is? No, uh, I, I don't. Would, I would. I would find it kind of interesting though if, like, when they start exploring, you know, we we have stuff with the. Um, high old republic storylines and everything and that's 200 years and suppose we're going to go back further at some point it would be fascinating if they go back like 5,000 years and Tatooine is like actually like this green lush that's what it used to be forced yeah, yeah but, think, but there's I also like heavy duty like kyber crystals are there and this is just a random way of the crystals to try to pull themselves back anywho Juno your bold prediction it. Uh, my bold prediction for Obi-Wan Season 2 is it is more of an anthology series that jumps around at different points in Obi-Wan's life. Young Obi. Oh, you mean what we wanted? Just, this is yeah, exactly what yeah. I wanted. I'm just going to will it into existence at this point. Like, they're just going to make it happen. Because, like, the, the... And it didn't. The central theme will be the Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon 
types of like lessons and trainings in those years. And that'll be kind of like the through line. But then through that, you know, he'll be going back within his life. Maybe there'll be some future stuff of when he's a little older, you know, maybe they'll do the live action mall scene um, that we've seen in rebels. Maybe there's a little more, a little more context. If even like we see him as a force ghost, just hanging out with force ghost Yoda and force ghost Anakin as an old man. Yeah. Just force ghosting it. Like, you know, that, what do the so force ghosts to, do when they're not around the, like, living do you people? Trust, do they just kind of, like, drink all day or, like, you know, well, the, remember, the, have sandwiches? The force, I think, is everywhere all at once, and there's no time within the force, if that makes no sense. <laughs> so, sure. We still don't know what We still don't is. know because we're not going to explore that because complicated. That's no. what the season two will We'll, uh, now we're going to close out with the age-old question of was it good we're going to start again to see if anyone changed their mind from the initial was obi-wan kenobi episode six good oh and uh i don't think we need to run around ask each other um just speak up real quick if your mind has changed mine i said no and it is still a no juna yeah, for me it's it, oh, oh, krishna sorry. go ahead sorry krishna oh uh so for me it's still yes um, it was entertaining and yeah, I still think it's the best episode of the season or at least it's the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, so yeah. Did you cry? Did anyone cry? No. no. Do you guys ever cry over Star Wars? I'm the only one. When I left that theater after Rogue One, it was raining. <laughs> I think as a kid, I got emotional seeing Qui-Gon die. Like at mm. seven years old, I was like, <laughs> "Let me let me rephrase." I really like. Has I anyone really cried over Star Disney Star Wars? Oh no, I think I was too. Well, I think Kanan's no. death was pretty emotional. Rebels is technically Disney. Actually, I teared up when Maul got murdered. I thought that Obi. was beautiful. I thought that was beautiful. That was like a tear of beauty. Yeah, like that, that was, was just so a, cool. It was just really well done. Uh, to answer your question, though, actually, I'm going to change my vote to Whoa. yes for wow. Episode Six. I think. Okay, what? <laughs> I think as much as, as as many parts that I disliked, there were parts that I still liked. And it also makes like Star Wars is not a masterpiece by <laughs> any means. By any by you know, this is not like highbrow art. You know, this is like You starting to sound like Spielberg and Scorsese. Yeah, this is yeah, I'm not I'm not Martin Scorsese like this is cinema. You know, like Cinema. I still I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoy the parts of the finale I enjoyed I think were enough where even the parts that were bad, you know, the Luke and the Tatooine stuff, we didn't even get into, but, like, because, you know, it was terrible. Don't even remember I, that happened. Luke on Tatooine? That Re- was a blur. Reaver being chased, that was a blur. Him. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there were parts that were certainly bad, but I still think the, the other parts I enjoyed enough and were, were the parts I enjoyed about the series. Are you trying to become a background actor on Star Wars? <laughs> I love Star Wars. It is the greatest thing ever. Praise Star Wars. <laughs> oh, God, stop. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to change mine to yes. I, I, I'm going to give it a it week, and then good. randomly I'm going to text you and ask you <laughs> again. It would have changed back by then. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you every day. I'm going to send yeah, you a yeah. TikTok every day and then ask you immediately afterwards, <laughs> what did your thought? Uh, but let's ask that final question. Uh, Junior, you can kick it off. Okay, uh, Ravi, was hello Obi Wan the series slash season one question mark <laughs> good? <laughs> um, to to no one's surprise, I am going to say no. It was not good. 
It's not quite. And I will uh, add to it, and I, we even talked about this, because I had mentioned to you guys I was going to rewatch episodes one through five of Obi right up to midnight yeah, to get that whole o'clock. that whole experience of this you know show. I couldn't make it past... Uh, I could. I, I started episode three, and I just I gave up. I just couldn't because I was like, I know what's going to happen. It's nonsensical. It's annoying. I'm just irritated. So I just kind of watched YouTube channels and <laughs> played Fallen Order, and I felt happier about everything. Wow. There you go. Uh, Krishna, was Obi-Wan Kabuzi season one, maybe the whole show? Who the fuck knows? Good. Uh, no, it was not good. Whoa! Um, wow, I'm actually oh, shocked. I'm surprised too. Whoa, actually. Whoa, 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 oh my god! Hold on, hold on, hold on. We did a whole new pod. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, no, it was not. It wasn't good. So, wow. If yeah. I if I said right, and I think I did say this, if episode six is the best episode of the season, oh, this was qualifier. Oh yeah, the qualifier. Yeah. It implies that the rest of the show was worse than episode six, right? Right. Um, it was just. I, I think everything that we talked about, right? The focus was all over the place. There were some parts that were just flat out boring. It felt cheap. It looked cheap in a lot of places. Um, there were some really good moments. There were some really enjoyable moments in the show. Um, I particularly enjoyed, was episode five the one where we saw Luke, I mean, um, Obi-Wan and Anakin flashback fighting. Yeah, the, yep. that was a flashback. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I think episode five and then episode six, I thought it ended really well. But the rest of the show, I was waiting to get to that. I, I wish that that flashback had been throughout the whole thing or more flashbacks of uh, younger Anakin and younger Obi-Wan. Um, and, and there were just p- points where I was just flat out pull, pulled out of it. Boring, it didn't make sense. Uh, so as a show... As a whole, I have to say, no, it was not good. Arjuna Damn. was the l- supposedly limited series Obi Wan Kenobi. I like that. Good. Series. I'm gonna say yes. Yes, it was good. Whoa! Uh, you really want to be a background actor? The re- no. The re- <laughs> the re- again, it's honestly similar reasons to why I said Episode Six was good. There were. Parts of it that I really did enjoy. I know Ravi here has said like it was pointless and he doesn't see any reason to it. I see it a little differently in terms of I really enjoyed the Obi Wan and the Darth Vader stuff, and I I think as we got we got a a package of a lot of bad, but I think that was still good enough to be like I'm going to rewatch some of that stuff and really enjoy it, um, and seeing that relationship and seeing that Hayden. You and McGregor stuff. And look, we talked. We even talked about this at Star Wars Celebration during our live podcast about Star Wars is personal to you and what you enjoy about it. We talked about it with Attack of the Clones, which is like inarguably a bad movie, right? Like if you look at it from a critic's lens, <laughs> like, cringe, cringe, bad. I still like that movie. I still enjoy it. It still brings me happiness and joy because it is part of that trilogy and it is part of those characters and their story. And this is an extension of that too. This is like a somewhat of a, an epilogue, somewhat of something in between that helps kind of bridge that. And it was enjoyable to see, and so I liked it. And uh, wasn't perfect by any means, but uh, it was good for me. Boom, boom, Roasted. boom! I like how Christian says "boom" when he's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm not uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable by our genius. You can admit it, it's fine. We're all coming. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, everything, I'm kidding. Everything that Juna said is 100% true. 
and valid. Why are you winking? Are you going to go in and uh, CGI me winking? I should actually. It wouldn't be that hard. <laughs> It'd be hilarious. And it could look bad because that's acceptable now. We are it in is. a world. We it's are in an been. age. I mean, look, look at the She-Hulk trailer they put out. I mean, uh, that's acceptable today. <laughs> Maybe we're yeah. all just too critical on CGI. I think, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are critical. Like, well, actually, I, you know, here's my question, and this maybe this is homework for us. What do we consider good CGI? It's a fantastic question. <laughs> it has to be CGI. So my classification of CGI. Interstellar. Interstellar is perfect. I think they've gotten space CGI down really, really well sure. because there's a lot of actual images and things that you can take from. CGI in terms of things that are fantasy or very, very sci-fi based are hard to make re- re- uh, believable. But my two rules for good CGI, in the moment that I see it, it's not the thing that pulls me out of whatever scene I'm looking at. And then number two, when I go back five years, five years is my mark, I go back and I look at five years later, does it still hold up to kind of today's standard? So to Christian's point... But isn't that kind of... Impo- like technology is changing so well, fast. Well, this is why it's good though. Like, I guess not good. The best. Like it has to be something that Hold, hold, hold so up. what's like a recent example in the last five years of something that's held up? The <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> no. <Light> um, <laughs> shit, no, that came out well before five years. I was going to say uh, The Dark Knight, but that was more than five years ago. Most of, the, most of that's practical. Well, there's still some CGI, like a lot of the like the effects and the... The fight, the fight sequences, like the big fight at the very, very end, there's a couple of explosions that are digital yeah. or enhanced by that. So that, to me, is good CGI. But again, you like... Should watch, you should watch Mad Max for an example of good CGI. They, they, they meld the CGI in that movie with the practical effects so well. You just, you can't really... And I think... Tell. There's a few places you can, but it's really hard And to I tell. think the two examples that we're giving here, like The Dark Knight Rises, Mad Max, it's a melding of CGI and practical. Because it helps, and like, but that's like a dying art form. That's big not time. really done. Big, big, big time. I mean, like Obi Wan shows it perfectly, where it's volume, and then very little practical. The problem with Obi Wan, like some of the worst uses of the volume, was the night sequences on Tatooine when they're looking for Luke. It just depth of field and everything just looked wacky. To to back to the whole like. Disney Star Wars is like fan film. Like that definitely felt fan film. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because like with Star Wars fan films, a lot of these like, you know, individuals have access to not full-blown volume sets, but to that similar technology of utilizing really big projection screens, cameras, camera tracking, uh, Blender and all that fun stuff to create that stuff. And some of the fan films, I would argue, in the last like year or two that I've seen, Look better than some of the volume stuff that was put in Obi Wan, so I don't know. I don't know where the line is good and bad when it comes to CGI anymore. Maybe your eyes are old. <laughs> you're, you know you're going to turn thirty two, right? Uh, no, actually, I called up uh, the government and I was like, I "Thought you were uh, like I called up God." I called up the government. And I was like, "Hey, you know, uh, they say I'm supposed to turn thirty this year. Can we put it off another year?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem." Oh, so I'm actually twenty six. Wow. No. You- Look terrible for twenty six years old. <laughs> wow! Oh, thank you. You what know they dick. say we look like twins. I'm bald. You're not. I am b- the part of the bald brotherhood. You're not. You're not bald Join at all. Join me. You have a ton of hair on your head. 
This is a wig. That's not a wig. And that's going to do it for us here on the Was It Good Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening and tuning in and listening to our correct opinions on everything. As always, you can find us on social media, on Twitter at Was It Good, on Instagram and TikTok at Was It Good Pod, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Was It Good, and definitely check out our website, wasitgood.info. I would tell you what the next podcast is, but I do not see it on my outline. So, again, follow us on social to maybe get a hint. Bye.